Masechet Nedarim, Dafnun Tet, in which we complete the seventh perek. We're going to tie up some loose ends uh, regarding this question that Ishmael asked two dafim ago, as a long suga about this subject, um, about an onion that was from Shavit and then you replanted and uh, grew more in the eighth year. And uh, he wanted to know whether the new can nullify the old. And we concluded that, yes, in fact, uh, the new growth can nullify the old growth only regarding Shavit, because it was the ground that made it prohibited, and now the ground can make it permitted again, and so that the old Shavit original bulb will become nullified and now considered non-Shavit will not have Kedushat Shavit. All right, um, we brought all together seven proofs, uh, so that's really good, uh, because we always uh, see, often see the number seven. And at the end of the daf yesterday, we had a challenge uh, to two and three, Rebi Yochanan and Rebi Yonatan. On this daf, we're going to focus on number four, Rebi Ameh, who quoted Rebi Yochanan as a proof that new growth can nullify the old growth. This was a case of onions that you already took ma'aser from the onions um, and then you replanted them and now they grow more and the law there is that you have to take ma'aser again. In other words, the new growth, well, the new growth needs ma'aser and now that nullifies the old growth. Now, in the, originally we rejected that because that's actually a stringency that the new growth, because it's new and now needs ma'aser, is going to um, apply, this, we, we apply the stringency of the new growth to the old growth. The old growth loses its status of uh, fixed uh, kosher uh, produce that is already mitukan because the new growth comes and makes it back into tevel. Okay, that was the proof, and then we're going to have one challenge and then yet another challenge. Um, the first one is going to be f- from our Mishnah. The second one will be from actually uh, the source that we quoted in number six here. So here is the question from the Mishnah. Mativ Rami Bar Kunam perot ha'elo alai. Kunam hen alpi, kunam hen lefi, asur bechilufehen ubigidulehen. So we're back to the Mishnah. Uh, three tapim ago, if a person says these, uh, this produce is prohibited to me, like a korban, or they're permitted on my mouth or to my mouth, so this is a more general formula, and therefore the item itself is prohibited, like hekdesh, and therefore even something that I replace it with or something that grows from it is also going to be prohibited. Sheni ochel v'sheni mutad. But if I only prohibit myself from eating this produce, well then that's more limited, and so I just can't eat it, but uh, since the entirety, the essence of it, I'm not prohibiting, therefore I would be permitted to eat the uh, what I exchange it for and that which grows from it. But there's a limitation on this permission. Only if it's something that when I plant it, it decays entirely and there's nothing left of the original. Uh, in that case, uh, what grows from it is permitted to eat. But if it's something that the seed does not decay, like an onion bulb, in that case, even though I only said I'm not going to eat it, nevertheless, that which grows from it, and even the growth of the growth. So I take an onion and I say, I, I make a vow that I'm not going to eat it. I plant it, and that grows more onions. I take one of those and plant it, and it grows 
even that would be prohibited because that is still uh, part of the original item is still going to be there. It just grew more, uh, so it did not decay. And so what do we see from here? Uh, that new growth does not nullify old growth. In fact, the opposite. The new growth is prohibited, just like the original. So here, the original had a vow on it, and uh, the vow, even though now it grows, uh, and, and even that grows, the vow continues, and the new because it remains prohibited like the original growth. This is the opposite of Rabbi Ameh, who, remember, said that if I take onions, and these, these were kosher onions, because I already took Maser, and I plant them, then the new things that grow are tebel. And I have to take Maser, meaning the new is different from the old. If I would apply that to this case, then it should be that the new growth, uh, the, well, the new growth should be permitted from, from the vow because we consider it like a new status. So what's going on here? Okay, the Biaba explains. Vows are uh, different from other laws because a vow, you can undo it, you can go to a rabbi and say, I made this vow, can you undo the vow for me? If the rabbi sees fit, he will undo the vow. And therefore, a vow is uh, like something that will be permitted. And we already saw the principle yesterday that if something, that if you just wait or do something, most of the cases where you just wait a while, and then it will become permitted, well then you, you don't say it's batel berov. Why should we rely on nullification when you can just wait, right? You have some chadash. Uh, just wait till you bring the omer, and then it will be permitted. And so to here, we're not going to do bitul. We see here, remember yesterday, we also made a comparison between new growths, and the, you know, the new growth is more than the old growth, and bitul, uh, and, and ta'arovet, of if something prohibited falling into a mixture. So this rule was already said, it was originally said by mixture, if something is going to be permitted, if you just wait, then we don't rely on nullification by the mixture. We're applying that here also for new growth. So the new growth, the way it works is a new growth will be, should nullify the old growth. Um, so now we're making a distinction. Rabbi Ameh, he was talking about uh, Maaser. Maaser is going to be is something that will never, Tiruma, taking Tiruma and Maaser, is something that once it's prohibited, it's always going to be prohibited because it's she'en lo matirin, so we apply bitul. And so the new growth, well here it's for, the, not for, for astringency, but nevertheless, the new growth is going to um, have a new status. Whereas um, the vow is she'yesh lo matirin, so therefore, what, you have a problem? Just go to the chacham and undo the vow. And so therefore, we're not going to use bitul for a vow. Our next question is, Hold on, Teruma also. Um, that's the Biyamez case, it's Teruma Maser. I also can go and undo it. If I separate some Teruma from produce, and then I change my mind and you say, you know what? I didn't want to take this part of it as Tirumama said. I want to take break, put, give something else to the to the Kohen, to the Levi. Then I can undo, or I can go to the Chams, I want to undo my designation of Tiruma, and uh, he will undo it. So therefore, Tiruma Maser should be the same as a vow. 
And in both cases, the new should overpower and nullify the old. How do you know you can do that? Um, and how do you know that's true? We have a Mishnah in Tirumot that says that if one Se'ah of Tirumah, that's Tameh, falls into less than a hundred of Chulin, then the whole thing has to rot. Because it's Tirumah, no non-Kohen can eat it. Now, because it became Tameh, even the Kohen can't eat it. So Tirumah Tameh is not kosher for anybody. It falls into Chulin, so now the whole thing, there's a big problem. If it's less than 100, you have to just let it rot. What do we see from here? What if it was 100 or more? Halimea'ah. If it's uh, if this prohibited tirumat temeah falls into a hundred or more, then it does become permitted. We see from here that regarding tirumat and maaser, there is bitul, right? That was the case of Rabbi Ameh in the name of Rabbi Ochanan, uh, who said that when you plant the maaser, the new growth. Uh, you, you plant something that you already took Maaseh, the new growth requires Maaseh. So you see the new overpowers the old, nullifies the old. And here also in this Mishnah, we see that uh, there is nullification regarding Tirumah, even though uh, you can undo it. And so now we bring the question back regarding our Mishnah that's talking about vows. And there we said there's no bitul. Uh, the, what, I, what I planted was prohibited with a vow. And the new growth remains prohibited. Uh, the new growth continues what the, old, uh, what the original uh, growth was, the original object of the vow. And so now we have the question. So we come back to our question. How come in the Mishnah regarding vows, there's no bitul? And uh, in the case of Tirumah Maaser, there is bitul, and uh, so you can't tell me that it's because uh, the uh, I can undo vows. I can also undo teruma and maaser. All right, so we're going to answer. Amri Oh, must be here where we're talking about teruma that can be nullified. It's not. Uh, it's talking about a specific case where the teruma is in the already in the hands of the Kohen. You see, if I am Yisrael and I take Tiruma, and as long as I still have it in my hands, then I can go to a Chacham and, uh, and, and change my mind. But if I already gave it to a Kohen, then I'm no longer able to change my mind. So that's why we're talking about a case where I already gave it to a Kohen, and that's why it's Davash and Lomatirin. There's no way I can undo it. And that's why it does become uh, nullified. That's the difference. Wait, that doesn't make sense here in this Mishnah. The continuation of the Mishnah says, if it's Tiruma Tehora, Tiruma that's edible for Kohen, that falls into Cholin, in that case, I, could, I can sell, I should sell the whole thing to a Kohen, because the Kohen can eat, after all, the entirety, since it's Tudumat Tehora and Chulin, that, that's Tahor, so the, the Kohen can eat the whole thing. So um, uh, there, I wouldn't say, uh, there, there, I don't have to wait till it gets rotten, I can sell it. So we see that it's still in my hands in this case, right, because I'm selling it to the Kohen. So you can't tell me it's a case where I already gave it to the Kohen, so therefore I should still be able to undo it. Oh, rather we're talking not about Yisrael who had produce and he separated the Tudumah himself, but rather Yisrael whose mother 
as a bat kohen, and his mother's father had some terumah, and then he died, and uh, was given a, or a, as inheritance, or he gave it as a present to uh, the, to this grandson who is Israel, and so now the grandson actually owns the terumah. He didn't sep- He can't eat it. He has to give it to a kohen, but actually he can sell it to a kohen for its value um, because he owns. He actually owns the terumah. And this is talking about a case. So this is a case where this Yisrael cannot undo it because he is not the one that separated it in the first place. It's already terumah. There's no way to undo it. That's what we're talking about. But that can't be either because the continuation of that very same Mishnah, we keep revealing just a little bit of the Mishnah so that you keep asking a question and then we can reject it, uh, says that if you sell it to a Kohen, then you, can, you, you sell it, or all of it, except for that very Se'ah. Uh, meaning, if I had separated some Terumah and now it falls into a uh, hundred, altogether is 101. I can sell it to a Kohen, but let's say there's a dollar for a Se'ah. I can only sell it to him for $100. I can't charge him 101 because one of the Se'ahs in there is Tirumah that I separated and therefore below, I have to give to the Kohen for free. I can't sell him Tirumah. I have to give to him for free. Therefore, it's only 100. So you see here, it must be a case where I'm the one that actually separated it. If I received it as a gift or inheritance from my grandfather, happens to be my mother's father is in fact a Kohen. So if I had received it from my grandfather as a gift, then I would be able to sell it to a Kohen because I received it as a gift. It's actually my property, although I can't eat it because I'm not a Kohen, as I would be able to sell him all to, to, to uh, charge him 101. And therefore it can't be a case where I inherit it. It has to be a case where I myself to, uh, 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 removed the Terumah and therefore, I should be able to undo it myself. So, in fact, we forget that or everything that we just said. Um, re- regarding the uh, um, the the that it wasn't mine or. or that I got it from my grandfather. Um, so no, we're talking about Tiruma that really I could undo its status. Nevertheless, there is still a difference between vows and Tiruma, even though you can undo both, because vows, there's a mitzvah to undo a vow. As Rabinatan said, we already saw the statement of Rabinatan, who said, anyone who makes a vow, it's like you build an unauthorized altar outside the temple. And if you fulfill the vow, and don't undo it, it's even worse. It's like you made a ketoret and avodah zara ketoret. Why is it being done so harsh against uh, vows? Because he feels like vows are similar to a bama, just like the Torah gave us a commandment. You can bring sacrifices and ketoret in one place on the Mizbeach. That's it. If you add to it, you think you're doing a good thing. Oh, I'm going to bring more ketoret, more sacrifices. I'm going to bring it in my backyard. Sounds like a good thing, but it's not. 
that is a serious prohibition. So too, regarding mitzvot. Hashem gave us a lot of mitzvot. We, keep, we should keep those. You're going and you think you're doing a good thing by adding more obligations and prohibitions upon yourself through a vow. No, that's no good. That's, uh, Binatan says, that is like a bama. It's like making a ketoret on a bama. Therefore, it's a mitzvah to go and undo it. Whereas regarding terumah, there's no mitzvah to go undo terumah. All right, I separated terumah. The best thing is go give it to a kohen. Why would you have to go give it, uh, go and undo it? Since there's no mitzvah to undo, to separate terumah, therefore we consider terumah like davar she en lo matirin. It's terumah forever. And that's why if it falls into something else, we say batel. And if I plant it and it grows, we say batel. Whereas, uh, um, and, and that's the statement of Rabbi Ameh in the name of in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Whereas our Mishnah, which is talking about vows, oh, that's a completely different story. Uh, vows, you should go and undo it. So therefore, we consider it a davar she yesh lo matirin because it's davar she that it's because something that will become uh, undone will become permitted. Therefore, we do not apply bitul, and that's why in our Mishnah, the growths of the something that was prohibited by a vow also are prohibited, even if the growths are more than the original. Nevertheless, it remains prohibited. Okay, good. So we had that challenge to the Biyamah from our Mishnah. And we may have said there's a difference because it can become permitted, and so therefore no nullification. What about tiruma? No, 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 you can undo tiruma, but there's no mitzvah to undo, to undo tiruma. There is a mitzvah to undo vows, um, and that is the difference between them. Okay, now we're going to further challenge uh, number four, the Biyamein Neim Rabbi Yochanan, but this time we're going to challenge it from the statement here in number six. So here we go, Gufa. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, this was a B'yameh, said Rabbi Yochanan, Litra besalim shetikena uzra'a mitaseret lefi chulaha. I had some onions and I took terumah and maaser from them. So now they're kosher onions. I replant them and now they have further growth. I have to bring maaser for the entire crop. Right, even for the part that I planted, I have to bring maaser. And I, you know, I, it grows more and now I uproot it and there's some of the original. That, I, that was kosher, and some new growth that uh, is tebel, I have to bring tarumama said for the entire amount. Okay, now, Yatev Rabbah v'kamar l'hashma'ata. Rabbah was, was repeating what Rabbi Yochanan had said. V'amar le Rav Chista, man sa'it l'achu Rabbi Yochanan Rabbah. Rav Chista tells Rabbah, who is going to pay attention to you and Rabbi Yochanan, your teacher? Right? I don't like. In other words, I don't like the statement that you are that you are repeating in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. This is interesting that it calls Rabbi Yochanan the teacher of Rabbah, even though we don't see anywhere that Rabbah ever Rabbah is um, third generation in Eretz in in Bavel. Rabbi Yochanan is second generation in Eretz Israel. So they did live, they did overlap in their lives, but we never see that Rabbah went from Bavel to Eretz Israel to study with Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbah did have some brothers who encouraged him, hey, come and study with Rabbi Yochanan. But from the end of that story, it never says he actually did. Um, maybe this would be a proof that he did, in fact, go at some point and study, study with Rabbi Yochanan. Or maybe he just received a lot of the traditions uh, from Rabbi Yochanan, and that's why he calls him, you know, your teacher, uh, Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, either way, Rav Chista is challenging Rabbah. 
Here's his challenge. The permitted part of it. Where did it go? If I had, uh, you know, one liter of, uh, of uh, onions that are, are kosher, because I already took to the mama and said, I plant them and they grow nine more. Okay, I understand. I have to take to the ma and ma said from the nine more. But why should I have to take from all ten? After all, the original bulbs are permitted. So what happened to that permitted? That they they went away. They went in the air. So um, uh, Rabba answers Rav Chista. Wait a second. We have a Mishnah, one that we already uh, saw. Uh, in the statement number six, this is it. Uh, if you, if I have some onions that are from the sixth year, and now so they're permitted, and now rain falls on them in the seventh year, I just put them. I didn't replant them. I just put them out on the, on the ground uh, for storage, right? Or even I put them in the ground, but I did it for storage, not for the purpose of replanting. But it happened to be that it rained. Maybe I didn't expect it to rain. And they now sprouted new ones, right? So again, these things are prohibited, but they're permitted because from the sixth year. And now the new growth is going to be shivi'it. If the leaves that grow are black, we met, we said that means dark green. Well, then you know they're fresh, new leaves from shivi'it. In that case, asurin. Right now, we're assuming that asurin means the entire, the original. Uh, bulb and the new growths are all prohibited. Horiku mutarin, if they're light green, then that's permitted because that means it's withered away and it's from the original, which is permitted. And so now Rabba is going to give Rav Chista the zinger. According to you, why would you say that the whole thing is prohibited? Where did the where the permitted bulb go to? Did it just uh, walk away? Uh, so here is the same thing. It it doesn't walk away, right? Uh, um, it, it, it does walk away. So they have the original bulb, which is from the sixth year, and that is permitted. And now I put it on the ground. It grows more. If it's new leaves from the Shivit year, then the whole thing becomes prohibited. And what happens to the original bulb? Their permission? Yeah, it, it's nullified. The permitted part is nullified, and now the whole thing becomes prohibited. Now that's exactly what I said. Regarding the uh, this uh, these uh, onions that I took to the mama said and they're permitted. I replanted them, and they grew more. So now they go back to being tebel. So yes, Rabbah says it goes back to the original status of prohibition. That's what I think. But Rav Chista has a comeback. Rav Chista says you misunderstood this Mishnah. Uh, regarding the Shivi'it. Did you think that when it says Asurin, it goes on the original bulb? No, only the new leaves are going to be prohibited. But the original remains permitted. Um, and so therefore, yeah, the, the permitted part remains. It doesn't walk away. Hold on. Uh, we're going to challenge Rav Chista and defend Rabba. If so, look at the continuation of that source where you have uh, Rashbag. And what would he be saying? The Tanya. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer. Hagadel b'chiyuv chayav. Hagadel b'ftur patur. 
Tanakama Namehachi Amar. Rashbag says that which grows in a prohibited time, which in, during the Shivi'it, would be prohibited. And that which grows during the permitted time would be permitted. In other words, you separate the old leaves, the old bulb, which is from sixth year, and that's permitted, from the new one that grew in the second, seventh year, and that's per, that's um, that's prohibited. So you see that it doesn't in the the shechorin, these new leaves they don't make the entire thing prohibited. Only the new is prohibited. Now that is the opinion of Rashbag, but that is in contrast to Tanakama. And according to you, Rav Chista, Tanakama is saying the same thing. That doesn't make sense. That Tanakama and would say would say you separate only the new stuff is old, and then Rashbag would say the same thing. It sounds like there's a machloket. No, we could answer for Rav Chista. Maybe, in fact, the whole Mishnah is Rashbag, and the beginning is is uh, just telling you the basic law that the, if it's if it's dark, then you know that's new growth. And then uh, Rashbag uh, explains himself that we're only talking about the new growth is prohibited, but the old growth uh, old growth remains. Permitted. All right, so fine, we can explain that source according to Rav Chista. But now we're going to answer the question for Rabba. Um, even if you read it that way, it's still okay. But there's a difference between the two cases. In the case of that Baraita, of, uh, that, of, of Rashbag, where he says that the um, or six-year stuff remains permitted, and only the new one becomes prohibited. That's because he didn't exert himself to do any work. There, he took the bulbs and he just put them on the ground for storage. His intention was not to replant them to grow. So because he did not have intention for that, he wanted those original bulbs. And so the original bulbs, which were permitted from the sixth year, remain permitted. A new growth that he didn't intend for, well, that is during Shevi'it, and that will have Kedushat Shevi'it. However, But if he purposely, when exerted himself and replanted it so that it'll grow, in that case, it's neutralized. In that case, it's Batel. And that's why in the uh, original uh, statement that Rabbah was quoting in the name of his teacher, Rabbi Yochanan, where I take, um, I take kosher onions, I already took to the Mama said, and I replant them by exerting myself and replanting them, I show I don't care about these anymore, the original, I, want, I care about the new growth. Therefore, the new growth nullifies the old, and I have to take Turma said on the whole thing. All right, very good answer. Question, now is this rule true across the board, that anytime I exert myself and I replant them, then the new nullifies the old? We already saw this Baraita at the end of the um, previous stuff. Uh, here we have Maaser Tevel, which means I already I took Maaser Rishon from some produce. I have the Maaser, but I didn't take the Tiruma from that Maaser. This belongs to the Levi. I didn't take the Tiruma from it. So it's still not, uh, not kosher. It still needs something 
to be done to it, this ma'asir, and that's why I still called tebel. It is itself ma'asir, but I didn't take terumah. And now I go, instead of giving it to a levi, instead of taking the terumah ma'asir and giving it to a levi and kohen, instead I take this entire thing, and I, the farmer, go and exert myself and replant it so that I can grow the, these, these uh, bulbs of onions so that I can grow more. And what's the law? That original, I have to still take Tirumat Maser from it, from a different place, uh, because it's all mixed up now, even though it grew more. So even though if it grows much more, the new growth is permitted, because we're talking about a case where it was planted during a Shivi'it year, and therefore, um, or planted before, but new growth during the Shivi'it year is exempt from Tiruma and uh, from Tiruma because it's all out in the open, and therefore uh, it's uh, it's hefker. Hefker, everybody can share, so you don't have to take maser on something that everyone can share. They let let the levi come and take it himself. So the new growth is exempt from uh, from uh, maser and teruma. But the old growth uh, that was there originally doesn't get nullified by the new growth. It remains in its original state and I still have to take the terumat ma'asir from it. So what's going on here? Even though here I exerted myself and replanted it, nevertheless it does not get nullified by the new growth. And the answer is Okay, so regarding Maser, that's a different case, that's a different story because it says a double language, you shall surely give a tenth. And we learn from that that when you are replanting something, you should take a tenth for take the Maser first and then take permitted seeds and onions and plant those. That's the right thing to do. Whereas something that's prohibited to take the 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 the, 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 the um, seeds that are themselves ma'asid and therefore prohibited to me and go replant that, the rabbis did not want people doing that. I'm supposed to give that to the to the uh, to the Levi, give it to, to the Kohen and not just use it to replant it. And that's why the rabbi said, what'd you do? You replanted it? You think you got away um, not giving it? No, you still have to give the Tirumat Maser from that, and you don't get out of it. Um, but that's a special law regarding Maser. In any other case, like uh, like uh, something that uh, that grew, that was um, originally grew in the 6th, but now replanted in the 7th, um, and then if I did it on purpose, then yes, the, uh, the new will undo the status of the old. So the rule stands. Okay, last, uh, last challenge is going to be uh, to the Biyanai, um, who was the, the, first, uh, the first one that, we, that was quoted to begin with. So, Gufa, Amar Tirta'a Amar Biyanai, Basal Shel Teruma Shenetao, Verabu Gidulav Alikaro Mutar. I have an onion that's Teruma. And I planted this Tiruma onion uh, that uh, now it grew and it grew a lot more than the original. The uh, the new growth is permitted. Uh, okay, and even the maybe even the original is permitted, right? That's why we brought it to begin with as a proof that even the original is permitted. Um, okay, so we have a question. Oh wait, does that mean that new permitted growth? will nullify the original prohibited tiruma 
Vatanan, hold on, we have a Mishnah against this Gidule Tiruma Tiruma. Mishnah teaches that growths of Tiruma are still considered Tiruma and prohibited. How could you say the whole thing is permitted? Here with Mishnah says it's no good. And the answer is Bigidule Gidulin Kamdinan. This statement of the Biyanai. Um, uh, right, the name of Bianai is uh, who that permits is not talking about the growth of Tiruma, but rather only the growth of the growth of Tiruma. If I have Tiruma onion, I plant it, what it grows from there is prohibited. If I take from that and then we replant it again, the growth of the growth, that's what's permitted. Ha na mitanena. And in fact, we have a beraita that says so. Gidule, gidule, gidulin, holin. And so now we actually ask question the other, the, the opposite way. Wait, we already know this. Uh, we already taught. Isn't this obvious? Why do BNI have to tell it to, to us if uh, the Mishnah already says so? Or to be a nice teaching me that even if it's something that's not like a seed that gets decayed and it'll be permitted, no, even if it's something like an onion that the original remains, um, even so, the growth of a growth is permitted. But that, that's, that's what it'd be a nice to teach us. But if it's just the first growth, then it'll be prohibited. Vatanan, hatebel, gidulav mutarin. Hold on, we learn in a Mishnah that Tebel, that's uh, so it's prohibited. Um, what grows from it is permitted if it's a seed that decays. Now, why is the growth permitted? We're talking about the following case. I had produce and I, I, I uh, harvested it and stored it. Right? Something is only, uh, uh, only I'm only responsible. I only have to get take to the Mama said once it's stored and it's finished finished processing. Then it's called Tebel. Okay, so I have Tebel that is required. I have to take to the Mama said. And I take some of it and replant it um, now and it grows. Now that is still out in the field. So because it's still on the field, it and it grows. It's permitted because I'm allowed to snack from it, uh, and uh, without taking to the man maser. So even though what I planted was already from the pile that was uh, that um, I was liable uh, to take to the mama said now that I replanted and it grew what grew is permitted but that's only if it's talking about a seed that the seed decays but if it's something like an onion where the original does not decay then even the growths of growths are prohibited and so now we have a challenge uh, to another challenge to the BNI uh, because he said that growths of growths are permitted in fact the Mishnah also said that um, but here we have a different Mishnah that says the growths of growths are prohibited regarding uh, regarding Tebel and the answer is Ribuya de Rabu Gidulin Alikaro Mutar Kamashmatlan Rabbi Anai is teaching us that the growths of growths are only permitted if they exceed the original part of it, right? You do need that concept of bitul. The new has to be more than the old in order for the in order for it to be permitted. Uh, whereas this Mishnah here is talking about where it just grew a little bit. You have the growth of the growth is only a little bit less than the than the growth before it. Well, then it remains. Pro, pro, uh, uh, remains prohibited, um, uh, similar to the laws of Bitul. Hazran alachano der min hayarak. 